Hi, everyone, and welcome to Making Ways, the art of music. And we're here with a brand new season. This series is all about the crossroads where music and visual art meet on the Weirder Together podcast network. I'm your host, Rob Goodman, a diehard music fan and an illustrator for bands. I've been creating album covers and designing posters for bands like King Crimson, Ben Folds, and many more. In each of our episodes, I speak with bands and musicians with their visual art counterparts together about the art of music and creative collaboration. We're talking album artwork, posters, stage shows, and collaborations for music videos, TV and film, and so much more. Today, we're talking the art of music with the band Easy Life. We've got lead singer, songwriter, frontman Murray Matrevers, designer and award-winning creative director for the band Charlie Drinkwater, whose clients include Universal Music, Warner Records, Sony Music, Partisan Records, and many more, and claymation animator and director Will Child, who created the artwork for the band's new album, Maybe in Another Life, and the brilliant animated music video for Dear Miss Holloway, the musical and creative central point that the entire album spun out from. Will has done work for Apple, Reebok, Drake, Young Thug, and Universal Records. I love this band, Easy Life, and I'm a new fan. If you haven't heard of them, definitely check out their newest record, Maybe in Another Life, and their full-length debut, Life's a Beach, and dig on their first single, Pockets, from 2017. Here's just some of the critical praise that Easy Life has received over the years. GQ called them the UK's hottest band, NME said one of the year's finest debut albums. Fader said vibey, laid back, comically surreal. And I echo that. You've got to check out their videos. They are hysterical and bizarre and moving and amazing. And the Sunday Times said properly original, easy life slide into your consciousness and immediately put down roots. Awesome reviews for a really incredible band. What I love about this conversation with Murray, Charlie, and Will is the unified approach to the presentation of the music and the visual art that went into the band's thinking of the new record and their process in the creation of all the things, from the songs to the music videos to the stage show to the album and single artwork. It's all together a single, really magical piece that houses all of these incredible songs, stories, and visuals. I think this episode really nails what Making Ways, The Art of Music is all about, and I can't wait for you all to hear it. So in this episode, you'll learn about Murray's focus on the creative process in his songwriting and in the visual art for the band. You'll hear about what makes for amazing creative collaborations from the perspective of a musician, animator, and creative director. We'll dive into the world of claymation with Will, which is awesome and so much fun. We'll hear about the process for making and animating these beautiful stories with such painstaking detail. And most of all, what you'll take away from this episode are three people that are deeply committed to making beautiful things and putting them out into the world with intention and care. Damn, these are some great songs and awesome artwork. Again, can't wait for you to hear this episode. So let's get started with Easy Life. Oh, dear Miss Holloway, you're still on my mind. So great to meet you all. Welcome to Making Ways, the Art of Music. Thanks for having us, hey, Rob. Thanks. thanks yeah. for Thank you. Absolutely. Murray, so stoked to meet you. Such a fan of the band. Will, love your artwork. And Charlie, really excited to see how your creative direction kind of brought together the album and so much more behind this new record. So 
Murray, I'd love to hear from you about how you connected initially with Charlie and Will and how kind of the concept of the record came together, both musically and visually for you early on. Wow. Yeah. I mean, so I'll start with Charlie. Charlie was like the in-house, well, you'd have to explain. I don't really know what it was that you did at Island Records, but you were like (laughs) the art dude who did like the merch designs or whatever in Island when we first signed, what, like five years ago. But shortly after that, Charlie ended up going independent and setting up his own sort of art direction consultancy or I don't know, Charlie, whatever it is that you do, but it's that sort of thing. And like, we'd like really hit it off at Island. And like, I think we'd done some great work. And I feel like it's always been kind of just a given that Charlie would do all the art direction. And that's now extending to like our live show. It's for a long time been the merch, um, any posters we need. Basically, like, I have no taste. So I need people with great taste around me to be like, yeah that's really good and Charlie's been that guy for like years and then with Will I'd basically just been a huge fan to be honest Uh, I don't know if I've told you this Will so it's a bit weird but um (laughs) been like a huge fan of like Will's work for years and I'd noticed he was doing like crazy work with some like huge artists in the US and I've always just been a massive fan of claymation and the the idea that it's like really tactile and Like it's got this strange like DIY element and also the fact that it just takes forever. I feel like it has to be a labor of love. Otherwise, you just never would do it. And I think music is like a very similar kind of entity. So I just reached out to Will. In fact, I think how it went was I was, it was early days with the album, maybe in another life. And I knew that I wanted it to feel sort of authentic and homemade. And again, to use the word tactile. So I knew that we wanted something in the art direction that felt DIY and I remember calling Charlie and saying because he's always my first port of call with anything like this and being like I've got this dude like I found this guy online like that I'm a huge fan of is like Will I think he could be really good to bring in at an early stage and then I don't know if you remember Will but I just rang you from the studio one time being like <laughs> like I, I think I reached out on Instagram was like look man like I, can we have a chat I'm in a band blah 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 and like called Will and was like, look, man, I I love your vibe. I think we're working on this new record. It'd be great to have you involved. I think you were at the studio within about a week or something, weren't you? Yeah, and then we we were actually playing Bristol the following week, and that's where Will's bass. So, like, myself and Charlie came down, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And we did, like, a meeting, like, the three of us, and we were like, okay, this is what the music sounds like. This is what it's about. What can we do? And, And that's very much how we met, but if anything, like, it's just been really easy, to be honest. And it's not always easy, like, making artwork and videos, especially, like, for a major label, like, to be real with you, like, um, when there's so many sort of boxes to tick and people to impress, like, it's not always easy. And, like, the three of us as a little team, I feel like our vision, like, aligns and, like, it was easy. Like, in fact, with the video that Will made for our song, dear miss holloway like there was just no amendments and like i've made a lot of music videos and like (laughs) it's 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 a beautiful process but it's a fucking painful process and like there's nothing worse than getting the first cut back from like a director that you're gassed to work with and you love them and like you love all their work and you're like oh shit like this just doesn't look very good but like with with (laughs) the video that we made it was just like this is perfect like let's just let's grade it and it's done so 
that was a lot but basically yeah i mean i'm super fond of talking about the process when it works and like we're, we're lucky that we stumbled across a good thing here what came first kind of the concept for the record creative direction and the album cover artwork or dear miss holloway and that influenced kind of the look and feel of the whole record to be perfectly honest with you, I had a chat with Island, our, our label, and I wanted to make a video for Dear Miss Holloway with Will. And that's where this whole thing was born, was by the idea that I wanted to make a music video, because that's what Will does and has made his name doing. So it was like, right, we'll make a video. And it was a friend of ours who we all know, his name's Charlie. He works at Island on our, on our project. And he was like, it'd be great if like, because the song wasn't going to be a single, but I wanted to make a video for it. So it was a bit of a hard ask to be like, yo, we need to make a video for this song that isn't going to like be a single. <laughs> and he was like, well, you know, rather than just make a video, I wonder if like you could perhaps utilize Will's like aesthetic for like a wider campaign. Like perhaps it could be, he didn't suggest it would be the album artwork. To be fair, it was me that was like, actually, yeah, like to be honest, it could be more than that. So I think when we did our initial meeting, it wasn't like about A, a video or B, the artwork. It was more just like, we want to collaborate in whatever sense that will be in a very broad sense. Like we could do loads of shit. I mean, it ended up that we did do loads of shit. Like we've made tour posters, all sorts. In that first chat, like it went from a kind of casual chat about maybe doing a music video to after like two hours, we'd built like a pretty much a whole universe around the album, really, haven't we? Like it had gone up to doing, you know, plasticine typography and stuff like that. It started to write itself at one point, really, didn't it? Yeah, we were blessed. We were blessed. I think we we're all in a good place, like creatively, which I think is worth noting. Sometimes, like it's, you know, hundreds of times I've tried to make something. And it's not worked out. And then you sort of psychoanalyze yourself and you realize perhaps that your intentions weren't pure or you weren't convinced of the idea yourself. Like you were lying to yourself, like you didn't even believe in the project. Whereas I think the second album for us, I was like, and still am, like I'm very, it feels authentic. Like I was putting myself across in like a very honest way. So all I needed to do was reach out to Will and say, hey, if you can put your art across in a way that feels good for you too, then we're going to be in a place where it just feels like very genuine. And I think that because of that, it was so easy. I think it only becomes hard when you're unsure of what you're doing and you're questioning it. And then other people are allowed the space then to question it. And you know that they will because that's their job and everyone's questioning it. And it's like, shit, does anyone even believe in this idea? And you can get into this place, especially with stuff so subjective, like music and visual art, like it's an opinion based thing. So I think what was really special about this project was all three of us believed in it authentically. So if anyone like said, oh, is this good? And we're like, yeah, hell yeah, it's fucking sick. Like, what do you mean? And then they're like, oh, okay. Like, if you think it's good, then I think it's good too. Yeah, everyone was on the same wavelength. Do you think kind of for music and for art collaborations, that's kind of a key to success? I mean, Charlie, you're, you're working at this intersection all the time as a creative director for music and the projects that you work on and, and Murray and the band and Will with your videos. What do you think kind of is in that recipe for great collaboration? And I'm sure you all have been in situations where it's not flowing and you wish things were different. I do work with other artists as well. And sometimes the process isn't as smooth as this and can be difficult, but I can't be in the business of like inventing stories. And I don't mean that in terms of like dreaming up worlds, but like, I think it's really down to 
self-knowledge of like Murray said if we're questioning already like from the off when we're starting to make the artwork or we're starting to try and create this visual representation of what this thing is if we're questioning that constantly and questioning and looking over your shoulder and going what's that person doing and what's you know you've you've got to almost have like a level of I wouldn't necessarily say self-belief that's the wrong kind of word but like a it feels kind of like a therapeutic approach that I think is really important that like you've got to talk about it and be honest and interrogate it and say, you know, what is it that I want to represent? And what is it that, you know, the music's doing this thing. So how does the visual world kind of sit with that? And that doesn't always happen. And sometimes, you know, sometimes tension in that can be good. Like I think part of my job, sometimes when I work with other artists is to help them interrogate it and maybe interrogate them a little bit and push them and say, Oh, have you thought about this? Or have you thought about that? But, I think really it's that dialogue. You've got to be open to that dialogue and to kind of know that you've got to ask those questions. You've got to ask what your intention is pretty clearly from the off to get to a place where you can like visually represent that. I've done different versions of this before with artists where I'll I'll just be dealing with the label or someone from the label mainly, but I think it makes it way easier to transmit what the artist wants if you do have that direct dialogue with them, as opposed to, you know, going through a label and having to interpret what you glean from their social media or from their public facing personality, it's way easier if you have a direct dialogue with the artists themselves. And someone like Charlie, who has been immersed in easy life as a concept. I'd also like to give massive props to Murray as well, in terms of Murray being respectful of other creative processes as well. You know, I think... That's something that sometimes comes up with artists. Like, it's all well and good, I think, like having a really concise idea. And it is your project, and we are articulating that project. But I think something that's been amazing in this project is Murray and the guys have real respect for people that are helping articulate that. That's such a beautiful thing because that flows both ways. You know, it, it creates this working atmosphere where you don't feel like you're just being a service provider do you know what i mean oh that's will can make claymation models it's it's will's art as well you know as well as as murray's art and easy life's art when that happens like it's unstoppable and it's beautiful and really powerful yeah, yeah i think that really comes through in the work even in the the videos themselves you know you see it really big on the screen a film by you know and and the video director you're working with and will and murray i want to hear your perspective especially on the music side for collaboration yeah, just to reiterate, I think having conversation, and this is very much not just related to art and music and sort of collaboration in, in this field. I think this is more just like a deep life point and something I'm realizing as I get slightly older is like being able to have chats and being able to communicate your, I guess what would be your feelings about certain things is essential really looking back at any sort of friendships or relationships whether that be creative or like outside of that that have broken down like it's always because one of us usually me like wasn't able to articulate how they felt effectively when it comes to like making music like there's been hundreds of times I mean I don't do this anymore because I don't really do sessions anymore but like my younger self I'd do sessions with the latest hot producer or latest writer and I'd run around London like in various studios and do the work with people and you'd write a song that I didn't think was very good they didn't think was very good no one believed in it but because we're two like awkward British people like we'd never say oh like I don't really like this like I don't even want to be here really I'm just here because someone told me to be here and you know actually like that would have been an awkward and difficult chat to have but 
actually would have been a good chat to have because they would have said, oh, you know what? Like, I respect you for saying that and maybe I don't want to be here either and or like I'm going to change certain things about the way I'm living and like maybe I would have done the same and if anything, I'll just think being able to have honest chats is really important and it sounds kind of negative, but I think in this setting with from the get-go, obviously we had the idea, which was really good, but if there have ever been any problems... It wasn't all plain sailing. Like I'm thinking actually back to the first little bit of artwork we did for a single called Beeswax. Will had like painstakingly made this model of a bee. There was just like a little like little animation, like a sort of uh, gif. Thinking back to that, like Will had made this thing and it not only was it like a physical clay thing, it also like made a character. Like it was a bee, it had an emotion, it had like a whole vibe to it. And the initial one, like we actually came back and said, you know what, Will, like that isn't really what we had in mind. And to have that chat, I knew that Will would respect it and I knew that it was coming from a genuine place. And to be able to have those chats and to have a relationship strong enough to have those chats, I think is really important, especially in like the, in something so subjective, like all you have in this game is your taste. That's literally all we have. That's why I work with Will. I think he's got great taste. I love his visuals. That's why I work with Charlie. Like, and all I have is my taste in music, which I'm trying to put across. And like, that's all we have. That's all that separates us from the next person doing the exact same thing. So I think a lot of it boils down to trusting that as well, doesn't it? Like, yeah. trusting the taste of each other, even when it comes, like, say, like feedback and stuff like that. Like, trusting each other that everyone just wants the best output here. So, like, even if I get a bit of feedback from your way, obviously it has to be taken on because that's how you're going to get the most authentic output as to what represents your music the best. But then at the same time, you've got to kind of trust my way that I'm also as committed to this visual output as you are. And I, I want it to be as strong as possible as well. So, so that was it. Like, you know, more often than not, we aligned pretty much exactly on how we saw things going. But then with little things like that as well, they got ironed out pretty quickly, really, didn't they? Because I think we all just understood that everyone's going for the best point here. If there did ever have to be a middle ground found, it was always found pretty quickly and easily, really. Well, I would love to talk about your process specifically. I'm so enthralled by claymation. You know, I think so many of us as kids just watching on TV and, you know, seeing the work that goes into it as Murray, as, as you said, just that tactile kind of building and motion. Talk me through your process. Like, where does it start? Are you storyboarding? Are you sketching? Are you showing models to Murray and Charlie? Like, walk me through each step. Well, I, th I think with this video, it was different because we were directly going back with feedback on the idea kind of thing. It was different in that way, but normally with a music video, there won't be really a chance for things like storyboarding and stuff like that. This was another great thing about this video as well, you know, of the many. It wasn't some crazy deadline. Sometimes I'll have to do it with like four or five weeks kind of thing, but we did have a bit more time with this. But even still with music videos, it doesn't tend to be kind of productive to go with a storyboard always. I think... This time was pretty typical in that I'd, I provide a deck which spells out the idea and scene by scene with loads of reference and stuff like that. And then at the beginning, there's color palette and texture palette and, you know, the mood of what the video is going to be like. So we went back and forth on that a couple of times, I think, didn't we, with you guys? Like, we just kind of tweaked and tailored. Again, the storyline, which doesn't always happen, all the storyline kind of wrote itself quite quickly. And then within a couple of rounds of just bouncing around the idea between us, we'd quickly settled on what the narrative of the video was going to be. 
and we knew already from previous conversations what roughly it was going to look like. So yeah, I think we got that in. And then once we'd signed off on what the narrative was going to be, I think the video probably took, I think it was about eight weeks or something in the end, something like that. How long does it take you to make the characters versus the sets? And then when do you go into animation and how long does that take? I tend to spend like the first two weeks making the characters and the sets. And again, that, that's another big part of the process going back and forth with the rest of the team kind of thing. Like it becomes less up for grabs really when you get into the shooting because that's like the shooting will be the last four, five weeks, something like that. And you've kind of, if you're working on a tight deadline that you've kind of got to shoot and then that's what you get and just make that as good as you can while you can kind of thing. But yeah, during the development stage of the sets and building the puppets, that's still all up for grabs. So yeah, the first two weeks, set build and character. And then in this case, it was the last kind of five, six weeks was the shooting. So you kind of just head down shooting from, it can be 10 in the morning till five in the morning sometimes. But thankfully, again, with this one, the timescale wasn't as tight as it has been previously. So there weren't too many nights where I was pulling my hair out at three and four in the morning. But you'll do long stretches for capturing the animation. You'll do hours upon hours upon hours, either in one night if it's a crunch or kind of back-to-back nights. Yeah, in a weird way, I I tend to feel like I just can't relax without knowing it's done to some extent, kind of thing. I I like, and particularly if there's like a shot that's kind of like a single shot that's kind of like 10, 11 seconds, that can take hours and hours and hours on end. And I can never walk away from it kind of like mid-shoot if it's just one shot kind of thing. I've got to get that shot done, so... No matter how many kind of trips to Sainsbury's for multiple Diet Cokes and muffins and uh, anything that'll just get me going kind of thing. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And Murray, I wanted to ask on your side with the music, what's your process like? Is it different for every song, for every album? Where does it start for you? I know there's a really stripped down song on the new record that I love. Is it Moral Support? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love that track. And then, you know, just the production work on your end is just incredible. So I'm curious, yeah, about your process for songwriting and and album making and also just how long you've been producing and making music. I think for me, as I've sort of alluded to, like process is my favorite part of the whole thing. Like the end result is great and it's nice to have that as like, something to reference the process against really like I'm all about the process and because of that I change it each time like you know I think it's very easy for artists to be like oh we've got to make another song or we've got to go to the studio and make an album again and for some artists it's the same studio with the same people and the same and you kind of live your life on repeat and I think you lose the passion like I'm very much for changing the process so I've just started work on what will hopefully be our third album and like I've completely changed my process like the first part of the work is working out what the process will be that's pretty much the hardest part and then once you've got that then you just follow your new process and hope that the process is good and like for example like I've always made music on a laptop and like I've joked in previous interviews like that's my primary instrument like 
my best instrument is the laptop because that's the only one I can really use. And I thought, hang on, I've made like, what, hundreds of songs like that. I wonder what it would be like if I don't use the laptop. So like between October and Christmas, I'm like trying to write songs like on instruments. And like all I have is my phone to like voice memo it. And I think rather than get distracted by the recording and like the engineering and like the production, I'm very much just like writing songs and like that's essentially just chords, melody and lyric. And like if those three things are good, then I can dress it up how I want later down the line if I still like it. And that's like a disciplined thing. And I find it funny actually talking about the process because like that could be shit and all these songs could be shit and like the process didn't work and I'll go back to using the laptop. But I find like huge satisfaction in... I think maybe it's just my need for any order in like a life that's otherwise like quite chaotic, like touring and stuff. Like I'm like, right, I'm going to find a process and I'm going to like do it for X amount of time. And if that process is good and it like reaps good results, then I'll, I'll repeat the process. And if not, then, well, I enjoyed the process and it was nice to change the process and keep it fresh. And I don't know. So in terms of like, what is the process? The answer is basically like my process has changed the process as much as possible so it doesn't become stale. It's always got to be fresh, otherwise you're just going to make the same song again. I think so. To be inspired, I need to be in a new setting which is slightly out of my comfort zone, I think. And like the idea of writing a song on an acoustic guitar like without it sounding like Bob Dylan is like quite exciting because how do you do that? I mean, I don't know, so I'm trying. And if it works, then it works. And if not, then it was fun anyway, you know. Charlie, what about from your perspective, creative direction? Like talk me through your process and how you work with bands. Yeah, I mean, it differs artist to artist really. It's, I'm super lucky in that I've been able to work with Murray and the, and the rest of the guys for a pretty prolonged period of time. And we've built up a, a language but it means that you can change things and explain things to each other in quite an easy way but you know with, with most artists I'm still quite practical I still do a lot I come from a background of making and I'm a designer so I still make a lot of things with the artists that I work with so you know most of the things that I will do for easy life will have my hand on in some way you know be that the design of the merch or the layouts of the cds or the vinyls or whatever and I think that's quite core to my process with, with most artists is it has to have a level of like craft to it you know for me to be excited by it i think the first point of call is about research and is about like what will was saying like taking away i suppose some of those levels i came through a label system where it was mediated through maybe you know there's two or three people before you get to the artist and as i've kind of grown as a creative director i realized that for me personally it's not about excluding those people from the conversation but in the very first instance i kind of make it a bit of a kind of like part of my process of like i need to spend time with that group of people or that person and i need to understand like who you are and what you're about and what your music's about and yeah so i think that's my starting point and and it'll be like what is it you're trying to say with this bit of, bit of work and then we get into a you know a discussion about the concepts behind that work before we even start getting into a discussion about the visual concepts you know then we get on to the research you know then we get on to 
okay, like what are the visual worlds that you love? You know, what have you done previously that you love? Or if you've never done it before, what is it that you want to kind of talk about? And then from there, I say, just drop me as much research as possible, as much visual research. That could be like, a, you know, a crisp packet you like or a street sign or a typeface or another person's record or whatever. And then I find it's my job to kind of pull those strands together and pull that narrative thread together and, and kind of like filter that and present back to them and say, look, I think this is what we could do. If your artist might have a really concise idea like we had and there it's my job to kind of like help steer that. But if they haven't got an idea, it's like, okay, well, you know, I think your core tenants about your visual world in this album are about, you know, connection or distance or beauty or, you know, those big words and how do we translate that? I like to say it's a bit, you know, sorry, it's a bit pretentious, but it's quite a therapeutic process in that instance because that's how I like to make art, you know, is is it's about stories and narratives and concepts. And I know that we might not be able to stand next to the record and explain that all the time, but I think if we embed it with that DNA, then it hopefully shines through and it hopefully means something to someone or they can pull it apart, even if they don't necessarily get it on the first instance. There's something else at work there and I think that's what was really nice about this project. You know, we tried to kind of like tell as much of that story as possible in the art and tell as much of that story about the meaning of maybe in another life. And there are overt visual references, but there's also things in there that it's just about our conversations that have just seeped through. And then from there, it's about the making. You know, we go and make it, we execute the vision and then, you know, post that it kind of hopefully is easy because you can kind of say, you know, okay, you know, all the typography is like this because it connotes, you know, playfulness or it connotes a tactile nature or, you know, all the social media ads should feel candid and lucid because we're trying to tell that story. That kind of world building then is done and actually all that extra stuff just kind of falls into place and is, I'm not saying it's easy, but there's always an intention behind it. There's always a visual world that you've set already. and There's always a colour palette or a, you know, why is this typeface being used? Because it connotes this. Why is this color being used? So, yeah, I'd say the front end of it, the research-based end of it, is the most important bit. And then you're kind of like, you know, when you're getting into layouts and stuff, it's easy. Your design decisions are being made for you. You've had those conversations six months ago. Awesome. All right, last question I want to end on, Murray. For you and, and the band Easy Life, you know, I've heard you talk about kind of the vibe you're trying to, you know, put out in the world. But... Could you describe it, like what the band means to you, what you're trying to say, you know, with the visuals, with the music, and especially, I think, you know, with the new record and kind of what you were going through, what are you hoping people kind of take away from it? The way that things happened with us is we were so busy and then lockdown happened and that was when I started working on this record and it was a strange time for everyone, but I had this idea of like, what could have been had we have done things differently, not just the band, you know, in my personal life and perhaps even just expanding that to the world like had things have been different then where would we be and this idea this sort of existential questioning informed most of the album and I had the title maybe in another life from the get-go from the song Dear Miss Holloway which we spoke about earlier and I just started writing songs about the idea of like maybe next time things will be perfect and that's where we sort of based our identity of the album we were like we're gonna build this like perfect dream Disney universe and we're all going to live in there for a minute but actually the world is so much shittier than that but like if we can just build this universe where we can all get together and spend you know a few minutes if you listen to a song or perhaps an hour if you listen to the whole album like if you can just spend some time in this 
perfect universe, then perhaps some of that will like trickle down into our real lives and we won't feel so shit. And I guess that's kind of what Easy Life's always been about. It's like this idea of escapism and trying to create something where, you know, as long as we can all be there together, then I think as long as you're not alone, it feels all right. And obviously that's super pretentious, but I think that just, that's kind of why anyone gets together, you know? When you get together with your friends, you feel slightly less lonely for half an hour. And I think music is a great platform to find like-minded people. And Easy Life's always been about just making a community, you know, and getting together and, you know, at our gigs, like, I look out and we're all in it together, you know? It's a very special, special thing to live in the present in those moments because it's very rare, you know? Time is so fleeting. Most of the time we spend thinking about the past or the future and I think music can be one of those moments where you do live three minutes at a time and you think yeah I love this song and you're just there and you're, you're vibing it or you're watching a video or, or a film or you know you're at a gallery looking at something you really are just there looking at it and appreciating it and those moments need to be savored because they are very rare most of the time you're stressing about your fucking your rent or your, your food shopping or like illness or whatever it is the, the stresses of of modern day living so I guess we were just trying to make a remedy for that and I don't know we're trying. I don't have a solution, but I'm fucking trying. Amazing. It's uh, it's really beautiful, Murray, and, Thanks, and uh, I really, really appreciate that. Will, Charlie, Murray, talking about the art of Easy Life and this new record, Maybe in Another Life. Such a joy to talk to you all. This was epic and so much fun. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening. Please subscribe if you dig what we're doing here on this independent podcast. Rate the show, share it with friends, colleagues, and creatives in your life. Visit makingwayspodcast.com to learn about our guests, see the exclusive artwork I illustrated that goes along with this episode, and support what we're doing so we can continue to bring you amazing new episodes at the crossroads where art and music meet. Making Ways is created, hosted, and illustrated by me, Rob Goodman. Audio engineering is by Brian Paik at Pacific Audio. You can find us on Instagram at making.ways. And if you have a project that brings together music and art, I'd love to work together. Hit me up at rob at makingways.co. And check out more of my artwork at robgoodmanart.com. Be well and see you soon. Thanks so much again for listening to Making Ways, the Art of Music. I'm late, sober, and my friends are all wasted. I go home on my own with no friends that I came with. But oh, it's such a loud, such a happy occasion.